Brad Pitt so even deep. talks to Samuel about sex, doesn't he? He's like, so like, yeah, he basically does. like, he's like, you're a fucking virgin, aren't you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, you telling me you haven't hit that? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And then Samuel's yeah. like very pure and innocent about it. He's like, no, like, I want to wait till marriage because till marriage, want, you know, I don't want it to go out of control or get get hurt, get the wrong idea, whatever. And and then Tristan's like. Oh, boo, I'm boo, boner. shit, if you're not going to hit that, I'm going to hit that. What is up, Real Critics? It's Jose Garcia Chow here, as always, and you're listening to Everyone's a Real Critic, the podcast where John Wolf and I take a look at movies that have divided critics and audiences. That's right. We give you the real critic's thoughts on the movies, we break down some of the critic and audience reviews, and we wrap it all up with our overall real ranking. But at the end of the day, remember... It doesn't really matter who's right because everyone's a real critic. So, let's get into it, John, my friend, my homie, my brother, my co-host. How you doing today? Doing great, man. I was just thinking about it with with the intro there where we always say, you know, it doesn't matter because everyone's a real critic. Do you think there are people like uh, Gen Xers or boomers who hear you say that and they're like, oh, man. Fuck this Libby Snowflake podcast (laughs) where everyone's right. You know what I mean? I wonder if they think that about us. Listen to this fucking commie. Yeah, everyone's a winner. Everyone's a real critic. You know, that's what I need. That's what I need in my life. Hey, if you're a Gen X or a boomer listening to our podcast, first of all, congrats on being able to use technology. Second of all, welcome. (laughs) We're glad you're here. Yeah. (laughs) We are the the voice of the people. I mean, hey, we're voice of people. We're two people here, just living mm-hmm. life, moving and grooving through the and wind. Here at everyone's the fall. through the fall. Okay. Well, it's feeling like fall. It's a little windy. You know, fall maybe is in full effect now that Halloween's over. Speaking of Halloween, did you end up dressing up? I know we. If you missed out on Halloween, you're still feeling a little spooky. Please go back, listen to our last two podcasts on Halloween Kills and The Ring, which uh, dropped on Halloween. Um, but we did not record that on Halloween, uh, the ring. So did you dress up as anything? You get any trick or treaters? You go trick or treating? I didn't do anything else. No. Um, I know I was a lame old, lame, lame old old guy. Yeah. On uh, October 31st. Yeah. I thought you were, but you didn't, you didn't do the Top Gun or anything. You just, no, you just have the no. mustache. I think I talked nice. about it in the last pod. I talked about that. I dressed up like. Gomez from the Adams family, but mm, it was about yeah, a week ago. Happen. You know, it hasn't been. I wasn't really into the Halloween. Spe- Actually, I will say on Halloween, I did watch Barbarian on HBO, and that oh. was awesome. Okay, well, yeah. we'll we'll let's yeah. hold on that because we're yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you? Did you dress know. up, John? No. Well, you know. So I live in a I live in an apartment building, as I feel most a lot of people do now. You know, you kind of rent, right? It's tough to buy um, because I don't make enough money. 
Um, anyway, so if you Gen Xers and Boomers are still listening, thanks. Know, they're like, thanks for that. Well, maybe, maybe if you worked harder, you could afford to buy a house. Yeah. You know what I mean? But pick I myself up from so my bootstraps. You know, if if I did, if I did, if I would just stop freaking complaining all the time, maybe I could do something with my life. Um, yeah, maybe if I stopped buying Starbucks and avocado toasts, I could afford a house by now. <laughs> God damn it! They're so good though. <laughs> Pumpkin spice season is in full yeah. effect, and I love it. You um, can't take my no, PSL I, from me. You can't. You can take anything, but you can't take my PSL. Take mm-hmm. all my rights, my freedoms. Take my rights. Give me, <laughs> give me PSL or give me death. You know what yeah. I mean? I tried finding a, a <laughs> nice. I tried finding <laughs> a, a costume that I had laying around, and I I couldn't, unfortunately. Uh, funny story, but we actually had a friend come in town on, on Halloween, so I was hanging out with him for a little bit um, of time, so I completely forgot about Halloween. So I had to go to Target last minute uh, because our building makes this big deal. They're like, you have to sign up, and if you don't sign up on this list um, and a kid comes to your door, we're going to arrest you, essentially, is what they say. We're what? Shoot you down. So you have to sign up on this list. Look. <laughs> And I didn't want to get labeled. All right. I'm already labeled as enough things. So do they give the kids else. this list? A gun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I made sure we were on the list. I was excited because, you know, it's like it's fun. You know, I remember going trick or treating. It was always great to get get the candy and, and hang out. So I was excited to sort of do my part. Give back. Mamba mentality, you know, really inspire the next generation of trick or treaters. So. Uh, I forgot to get candy until about an hour before the kids were coming. So I wow. ran over to a, a local uh, national chain um, and I went to go get some candy. They were pretty much sold out and everything they had left was about $15 for eight pieces of candy. So I ended up buying like $80 worth of candy thinking I was going to get Because look, I'm in a pretty big building. Um, there are multiple apartments in this building. And so I thought, hey. I, I could get 20 kids that come through. You know, if I was a kid, I, I feel like I, it would be a gold mine to go from Oof. apartment to apartment and just stack up, right? Tons Optimistic, of floors, aren't tons you? of people. And so, you know, I had my candy, I put it in the bowl. You know, anytime I heard a sound, I was like, Ooh, here we go, here we go. Went over to the door, nothing there. Um, <laughs> Did anybody we, show up, John? We got uh, one trick-or-treater, uh, or two, sorry. We got one, uh, kind of, wow. you know, when things were kicking off. And so uh, I got He lives right next door to time. you. Yeah. And then 30 minutes afterwards, like after the time block was set, some kid came by and the bowl was yeah. still filled. And so I was like, have at it, kid. And his, his mom or grandma that was with him was like, no, don't tell that. And this kid went... <laughs> ham on that he pretty much just took what was left in the bowl so yeah hey you know shout out um trick-or-treaters if you're a kid that's still around in the area and you want some candy swing on by probably sounds weird um yeah i don't know if i would uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't run with that definitely don't run with that i should probably so I should probably take the sign off my my door that says free candy free candy (laughs) free candy doors open Man, that, maybe Come that's on why in. no one came. Yeah, maybe that's not why. No, and I wrote it in crayon yeah. with my with my offhand too. So it, and you're a pro. Yeah. Like this is for children, so the sign is only like three feet off the ground. You know, eye level. Right. Yeah, yeah it's at eye level. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. 
totally. And I wrote it with my offhand because I thought it would be more comforting. Like another kid wrote it. Like a kid know, wrote they would this. Think, yeah. Yeah. And like other kids were in here. And so it's like kid on man. kid entrapment. You know, that's that's what you were going for. Well, no, I just I thought it would be fun, you know, just like a couple of couple of people hanging out, you know, who am I? Age is just a number, you know what I mean? So yeah. I just play Xbox. You just invite him in, you look around, you're like, hey, we're all adults here. Oh, wait. Yeah, <laughs> we're all people living, am I right? <laughs> Have some sodas, yeah. you know. Anyways, Jimmy, Xbox, can I get you out. another Twix? <laughs> say it i guess it was kind of a bad idea probably not a good idea you should put away that bowl of uh what did what did michael jackson call it jesus juice yeah i probably should yeah well and i also like i didn't want i wanted parents to feel safe so I, when i put like free candy come inside i made sure to also put don't worry there are definitely no razor blades in the candy and yeah winky face you know so that you can uh project confidence i did i did i didn't want people to worry did you spell come correctly or did you go with the uh (laughs) three letter spelling uh no i i spelled it correctly but you know i did like a couple letters uppercase one or two lowercase so really i got you you, i got you a real stand-up guy wasn't it's uh fantastic <laughs> and then i just kind of set up my chair like right as the door opens my chair like you know just so you that's the first thing you see yeah. is just me holding the bowl of candy when you walk in i didn't want people to get like lost or whatever see i feel like a in a city apartment. that's what you probably have to do is like go sit outside on the curb with a bowl of candy and hand it out because who's going in into the, city, the building in the street yeah why well, not nah, there are kids that live in here I assume. Uh, I don't know I if they if they're the renters or if they. I don't have know. Parents, I never trick or treated in a trick or treated, trick or tratted. How do you say that in the past tense? I don't know. I think it's trick or trat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never did that in the city. You know, like we're from suburbia, where you actually would walk around a neighborhood. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, there was that one neighbor that went all fucking out, just like three hundred jack o' lanterns on their lawn. Yeah. Uh, where you know they had the big bars, but you had to get there early. Because they'd, they'd all be gone, but yeah, yeah I don't you, know about You definitely had city. to plan your route for mm-hmm. trick-or-treating. You had to know where to go. You know, I think we're we're ready for fall, man. It's We're launching into full launch into fall, you know? The weather's getting cooler. Well, maybe not this weekend where I'm at, but weather's getting cooler. You know, I, I feel like this is the time of year holidays start creeping up. Maybe some love starts getting in the air. You know, you start looking for someone. You're either lonely as hell around the holidays there's no in between you're lonely as hell or you're starting to you know you're trying to bring someone to introduce to your family maybe kind of you know get a little spark going so so some mm-hmm. love is coming in or the you're air, trying to avoid so. your family entirely or yeah hey you know family's not for everyone i don't want to push family mm-hmm. on people uh but we are big vin diesel fans so family. that is true um we don't have friends here at aarc no, we family. Have family. Yeah. So we launching into fall, we wanted to really go for, for a movie that was that was really all about that. I mean, uh, a, a movie that we're we're gonna talk today about a movie that has everything you want, honestly, when you think about fall. It has war, a family love triangle, <laughs> a little Montana. You know, war. 
Yeah, a little war. Fallen you war. Know. We got a, yeah, uh, Montana. Can't forget that. Some horses. Uh, naked Brad Pitt. I would describe it as uh, if I had to like if someone was like, tell me, give me this movie, pitch me this movie. What is it? Where can I like? Where can I fit in? Where can I cozy up to this movie? I would say it's a western that meets Jersey Shore with just a pinch of Saving Private Ryan and a little extra splash of Boardwalk Empire. So that's right. If you yeah. haven't guessed it by now, we're talking just about a the splash 19- and a pinch, though. You're right. Just yeah, a little just splash a little bit. and a little pinch. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the 1994 star studded epic Legends of the Fall which got a 57% critic score and an 87% audience score and has nothing to do with fall. But before we get into Legend of the Fall, let's uh, let's hop on the saddle. Let's gear up. Let's head to Helena where we pitch the people in our favorite segment about shows that are really good or really bad and what you're watching. This is our favorite segment, isn't it, John? Yeah, it is. This Sorry is so for much all the fun. kids listening. I didn't mean to scare you earlier. That none of none of what I said was true, to be honest. Yeah. Other than I, I learned at a very kids. young age, John, that I will never take candy from you. So it's just about time that the kids learn. That's this. how we met. <laughs> <laughs> all those years ago. Yeah, the first words John actually said to me was like, hey, kid, come here. <laughs> you want a piece of candy? <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, John, uh, what, what do you got and what you're watching? We didn't exactly prep too much <laughs> for this segment yeah. this week. Well, so I actually um, wanted to hear from you. I, you put some things on the list here, but I actually wanted to talk about something that you... Did you see it? I can't remember if you saw it or Tell me about it. What is it? Did you see Black Adam? I have not seen Black Adam and I I mean I just I just call Adam, Adam, but I don't see (laughs) I don't see color. (laughs) For those that listen week to week, um above the my Donda album or my uh Kanye West (laughs) albums with my White Lives Matter poster underneath it it says uh I don't see color. Um, oh, that's a callback joke, guys. Please don't hold this against John. Yeah. He's joking. Yeah, no, it's 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 just a joke. You can you should go back and listen, listen to our, to our The Ring episode, uh, where you can get that. I'm excited we though. I'm, that I'm dis- disappointed you haven't seen it yet. Disappointed in myself that I haven't seen it yet. To be honest, Black Adam. But I Black and Adam? I heard that their uh, the sequel, Blacker Adam, um, is going to be really good as well. <laughs> So I like that. Um, Speak on that topic. I saw that. Yeah. You know, James Gunn is now the head of DC um, films yes. and animation, along with I think his name is like Peter Safran, something like that. But sure. I saw today, Jason Momoa said that his dream project just got greenlit. So who knows what's the future for DC? But I will say that if it's James Gunn, I think. Things might change for the better. You know? Peacemaker was probably my favorite piece of DC. 
Yeah, that's interesting because I wonder what they're going to do. Is he going to get the green light to sort of start anew and decide what's in the James Gunn universe, the JGU? Well, he did or... already. Um, they got Henry Cavill back because he quit The Witcher. Oh, he quit The Witcher. I never saw this. They recasted. Season. They recasted him with Liam Hemsworth for The Witcher for season three of or season four Weird. of The Witcher. Huh. Yeah, pretty bizarre casting, but uh, people are assuming that it's either because the writers of The Witcher aren't really sticking close to the source material, or mm. that Henry Cavill is coming back to Superman. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I, I'm also curious what they're going to do, because it seems, you know, DC is all over the place right now, right? Like, they have the Batman that just came out. Which yeah. is in another universe of everything. They have Peacemaker, Suicide Squad, which seem like they're in the same universe. They have the Superman versus Batman, which is in a completely different world. It seems like Aquaman's in a completely different universe. So I'm just curious, like, are they gonna? I'm thinking that try they are. Bring everything uh, in? They're banking on this Flash movie to explain the multiverse, which is unfortunate because we all know who's Oof. starring in that movie, and I think that it's like literally the future of the DC EU is rides dependent on, on that uh, movie. Rides on Ezra Miller, huh? That's yeah. tough. So that's gonna be rough. That would be like if the Los Angeles Lakers were riding on me uh, to win that Kyrie Irving. Oh, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. Um, I haven't had too much uh, time actually the last couple of weeks. This is terrible, right? To really dive deep and uh, consume a lot of new stuff. I did watch um, Jedi Tales. I think is what it's called. I saw that on uh, Disney Plus. I haven't yeah, watched it. It's yet. like a crossover of Shark Tales and um, Jedi. It's pretty wild. It's really cool. They're about, ten, they range from like 10, 11 to 17 minutes long. So they're pretty short. And I think it's a really great, You know, I think a, a few weeks ago we talked about uh, Werewolf by Night. Similar kind of concept where they're in these shorts introducing backstories on characters that already exist. Where you're getting okay. to become more familiar and understanding their kind of reasons behind who they are and what they became. So the stories uh, really rely on Ahsoka, or they kind of give you more insight as to Ahsoka, but also Count Dooku. Is oh, the, interesting. Is the main person. So it's pretty good. Um, quick watch if you have you know if you're taking a dump in the morning um and you have 10 15 minutes to spare you know it's a great place to to sit down oh do you watch you watch stuff while it. you're taking a dump john are you are you that much of an ipad kid <laughs> i don't want like i got iPad. 10 minutes yeah well i mean you know in the morning you wake up you get you get your coffee and then you you know you uh, boot up the the old phone see see what kind of media I can consume and you wow. know it just so happens sometimes after you drink some coffee, John, your so tummy you get gets out a little of bed rubbly. immediately after you wake up. Do I get out of bed immediately after I wake up? Yeah, most of the time. Otherwise, I'll fall back <sighs> asleep. That is wild it's to me. Discipline. Yeah, I don't have that. I lay in bed for about 45 minutes just scrolling on Twitter when I mm. wake up in the morning. It's horrible. Mm. No, I don't I do not do that. It's horrible. Um, or at least I try not to do, you know. 
I, I get out of bed and then I scroll Twitter from 45. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. I do it in bed. And then I don't even have coffee because I'm like, it's been an hour. I should get up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you go to Starbucks and then get your avocado toast. Yeah, like in my um, PSL. I did rec- today, I did start this show on Amazon Prime called The Devil's Hour. Have you heard of this? No. It's interesting. It's kind of, it was, I was, over the last couple of weeks, I was trying to find a show that, that felt like this. And I'm sort of getting, I'm liking it so far. It is sort of a, it's a detective type show. So there's a, some kind of investigation going on around murder. But at the same time, there's this mother uh, who is struggling with insomnia. She's waking up at the same time every night, bad dreams. And her kid is kind of weird. And then she's sort of finding out her dreams are like more of deja vu. They're kind of happening at the well, same she's time. Well, she's a psychic? We, we, I don't know. We yet. don't know. I'm only okay. like... Well, I'm, what I'm in the pilot? What is so what's the setup of the pilot? The setup of the pilot is she keeps waking up early. She is uh, no longer with her partner and is raising her kid by herself. Her kid kind of like zones out and is really creepy. And so there's something strange about her kid. She's something having trouble super sleeping. Strange. And She's... the kid will like appear at the door when she wakes up and stuff and it's like who's the guy outside and you're like what guy outside what the what the hell so he's that kind of creepy and then at the same time this woman is a i believe a social worker and so she's dealing with um other women who, who are traumatic who have, shit. Um, okay. abusive partners yeah it is pretty dramatic it's pretty dark um but it's good i'm enjoying and this it. is what you were and looking so, for this is what you Yeah, I was sort of I was looking for something a little dark, you know. I've been watching yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. happy shit. Yeah. I Are wanted you really? to take myself down a little bit. Well, Abbott uh, Elementary was great. Really oh. like it. <laughs> Yeah. I under yeah, I kind of feel you. I'm 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 having a bit of a dark period right now too. Yeah. You know, watching yeah. a lot of horror, watching a lot of like so my watch a watch and what I was, was gonna talk about. Did I I don't think I talked about this last week, right? Better call Saul? I don't think so, but you might have talked about it before. But let's hear yeah. where are you at. No, now? I don't think so because I. It, this is the first time that like, so I've watched the pilot to Better Call Saul like four times, and Slow. never really kept going. Um, yeah. But this last time, I finally clicked it on. One of my friends recommended it to me. It was he was like, "You have to see," like because the last season apparently is really good. So. How many seasons? I was like, five? okay, let's get into it. I think there's five. Yeah. And I'm in. It hit me. Ooh, I don't know what yeah. it was this time, but I am so in. I was looking for like this uh, something Sopranos-y is what I was mm. looking for. And I feel like it's always it's missing. It's given it to you? Yeah. And this is okay. giving it to me. All yeah. right. It's like great. It. I like have, you, have you ever watched it before? I haven't. I've also watched the pilot about ten times. Yeah, um, I don't know what I it is. Remember, I have to remember that it's you know made by the same folks that made Breaking Bad, and so it's going to be slow and it's going to yeah. be a grind. But it, mm-hmm. it just, I know that it's quality. I just have to be willing to sit there and and take it. You know? Yeah, and and I will say there's something about the pilot that doesn't exactly make you very excited about where this story is going you know like all they really tell you is 
he's not Saul yet. He's Jimmy McGill. He's, you know, a down-on-his-luck attorney kind of winging it. And he's got a weird relationship with his brother. And nothing about... And, and Mike is there, but, like, not really. Um, and it's not until the ball really gets rolling that the show is, like... It's 45, 50 minutes. And you're, like, you're in the whole time. But, I, it, like we said, it's it's a slow crawl to get there. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's no, worth that. it, baby. It's good. What else? You got anything really bad or just really good stuff? I've been pretty lucky. I've been watching a lot of good stuff. All right. Okay. What else? I got a lot. Do you have anything that's really bad? Well, well. Okay. Wait. I will say, I got Blockbuster on on the list. Oh. The Netflix. The, the, the new Netflix show sitcom. Yeah. Okay. It's it, that's ironic that Netflix is hosting the blockbuster sitcom. It's even more ironic when it. in the show they're talking about like them being the last ones going up against a corporate machine, and they even name drop like Netflix and and stuff like that. Um, it is pretty. That's pretty ironic. messed up. It's like that's imagine pretty, you murdered your rival and then. <laughs> That would be like if OJ Simpson created <laughs> <laughs> you like you murdered your rival and then like you made a living off of a toy based on I don't even know where the analogy is but it's pretty insane. I mean I think I I think I nailed it on the head. It was kind of like OJ Simpson writing a book saying if I did it that's a real thing and then yeah uh, did he do that yeah yeah oh wow i didn't know that or creating a tv show called nicole brown simpson and then and then throughout the whole time it's nicole yes yeah that's what it is that'd be tough (laughs) yikes but anyways (laughs) the show is like your typical it's it's the office formula you know workplace comedy uh a band of of very different personalities you know and you have like your leader who's he's literally michael scott like he's kind of he's kind of dumb he but he's funny and he's charming um and yeah and you have all your characters that are just a little different and they're all diverse because they have to be you know now uh which is nice it's cool god to see it's nice to see you know like carlos the film kid but it's it just feels so formulaic. Like it just yeah. feels like a formula of a show. I got some laughs out of it. It's pretty it's, it's still kind of funny, but it's just your 30-minute sitcom with efficient dialogue, uh witty witty dialogue. But you've seen it all before. It's nothing new. Seems like we need something in between really good and really bad. Yeah, really f- fine. <laughs> okay done we it's did it. fine yeah that was a great workshop <laughs> yeah you want to bounce around some more ideas what do you have i don't hear you saying anything i don't know, I don't know. that's good it's just real just yeah weird. no really neutral really oh. okay really okay yeah, it's okay to be really okay, you know. That's not good or bad. Um, that's but no, my whole that's, life. That's I have nothing else for you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's all we got for the for the what you watching. Are you watching I mean, Andor yeah, still? Right. Uh, I mean, you know, have you seen The Inside Man? No. On Netflix? Yeah, well, you know, I was really disappointed to find out over the weekend. Uh, you know, I had a couple of drinks. It was late at night. I was like, oh, maybe I'll turn on a skin flick, you know, a little Inside Man. <laughs> really disappointed to find out. It's honestly like a character development uh, show, so I was pretty bummed. I don't even know what that is. Me neither. I, I just know was scrolling is, through right? Netflix looking for something to watch, and I saw the title Inside Man, and then I thought that would be a funny joke to tell. And that's it. <laughs> the Inside Man was the name of the superhero in The Boys. Was uh, it? That one, the guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, but <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. been. Well, speaking of Inside Men... Um, no, there's no. Yeah, that's a tough one. There were a lot of. We men. all want to be inside this man named Brad Pitt. <laughs> what a hunk of a guy! Say, Let's get into the movie. Trying to be inside Susanna. Yeah, what is with that? <laughs> yeah. well, all right, let's get into the movie. <laughs> Let's get into Legends of the Fall. John, I'm just going to say right off the bat, this was my idea. I'm sorry. Where did you um, come up with this idea? (sighs) Honestly, I was just like scrolling through. uh, What was this on? HBO? Netflix. I saw this on Netflix. Scrolling through Netflix, I saw Anthony Hopkins and Brad Pitt on the uh, the little poster, and it was like the run length was two hours long, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. it's like a period piece." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool." It, Anthony yeah. Hopkins, Brad Pitt, period piece about like the early 1900s, early mm-hmm. 20th century. Let's go. I was like, okay. I like a good period piece. Like I love like Gangs of New York. You know, it's awesome. I like to be engulfed in a different time, and with mm. performances by like really good actors. So I, that was my. <laughs> that's that was what I was it, thinking huh? when I hit play, and I texted you being like, "This is what we should watch next." Yeah, I remember when you sent me this. I the first thing I I thought when I looked at the picture, like the movie poster. Of, of this movie was goddamn that is the fakest mustache i've ever seen in my life it was oh on anthony brad hopkins musta- no oh, brad, brad pitt's, pitt's mustache. mustache i mean anthony hopkins too uh, had the mustache department was not working hard on this movie you could if you pause it no hopkins uh, has the mustache yeah so does brad pitt oh not in the sorry not in the movie poster but the one you sent me like when you send like the rotten tomatoes link yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a picture of Brad Pitt when he's like in whatever, and and you can see like the line above the mustache that they used to glue it on. 
It's really, it's, it was tough. But when you sent it, I thought the same thing. I was like, whoa, Anthony Hopkins, Brad Pitt, period piece, legends of the fall. I thought there was going to be some actual legendary stuff happening in this movie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be kind of a war movie because it's like World War One period piece. I was kind of in. I didn't. I was and like, wow. like, I will say the movie begins at the risk of getting mad, but the movie begins. And at first you're like, oh, this is what I signed up for. Yeah. 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 It's like got this VO and it's. <laughs> You know, it's doing, it's using the Native American guy to add like yeah. emphasis. Uh, sure, but but it's cool. Like Brad Pitt, like fights a bear in the first 10, 15 minutes of it. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm, this is gonna, this is what I'm signing up for here. This is this is it was, it was close. Yeah. All, all of the pieces then, I think are gonna be there. Yes. And then when you sent it, I did a quick Google search on the person that directed this movie, Edward Zwick. And I looked at his list and there were some good movies on there. I was, you know, I, I remember The Last Samurai. Great movie. Um, oh, I don't remember anything about that movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I should watch Last it. Samurai is a, it's a great movie. Um, uh, Shakespeare in Love, pretty solid movie. I Am Sam, not a good movie, but uh, someone has told me that they love it and it qualifies for our list. As do most of this person's movies. Blood Diamond, great movie. Ooh, Defiance, I like that movie. Great movie. Oh. Um, so okay, guy, so he like, seems to have he, a he, style. He's got a style. You know, it's kind of very... Not not all of them are period pieces, but they're very like very set pieces. You know, like we're gonna go yeah. to Africa for Blood Diamond, and we're gonna go all in on what this looks like, what this feels like. You're kind of he he does a really good job of drawing you into whatever environment, whatever movie that he's making. Yeah, and I was kind of pumped for that. I was like, okay, some of I these movies are pretty be, epic. You know, they're epics. They're epics. Yeah, they're a little slower, but they're they're really like telling the story. It's a story. That's a good way to put it, if I had to say. Like, it is a bedtime story for someone. This is very um, much like, uh, it, it's like a, a book. You know, it feels like a book. Well, it was a book. It is a book that was adapted into a movie. And so I was, I was excited and uh, maybe a little too excited going in. Should we uh, kind of go through the, the real rundown here? Yeah, let's get before into the we give rundown. too much away. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, as you mentioned, we start with a, a voiceover that introduces us to the Ludlow family, and the Ludlows are are kind of who we're watching. The patriarch, who is a, a now woke ex-military who hates the United States government's treatment of Native Americans, Colonel William Ludlow, played by Anthony Hopkins moves to a remote remote part of Montana, along with One Stab, who is played by Gordon Tutusis. And uh, they just built the ranch together, and uh, they raise a family together. Not as a not as a partnership, maybe, but... They're just, uh, they're homies. Separately together as friends. <laughs> they're homies, <laughs> yet, like, they seem kind of to work for the colonel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well... Maybe. William's wife, yeah. Isabel, 
who's played by Christina Pickles, uh, she ain't about that cold. Or the Bears. And she dips out. Tristan Vows, uh, Tristan, played by Brad Pitt, um, vows to never speak of, speak to her again. And at age 12, Tristan goes out. He, he wants to be a warrior, a hunter, so he goes out and touches a sleeping grizzly bear. And the bear awakens and injures Tristan. But at the same time, Tristan cuts off the bear's claw. Yeah. And that is, that, this proves to, to come back many times throughout the movie, so it is important that we notice Yeah, that. It's, it's basically... The the thing here is that he is an animal of in and of himself. They've become one. He They've is shared also each other's blood. Yeah. yeah. Years later, Samuel, who's played by Henry Thomas, returns from Harvard University with his fiance Susanna, who's played by Julia Ormond. The brothers all swoon over Susanna, almost as if they've never seen a woman before. Susanna is <laughs> yeah, maybe they though. <laughs> Well, they, Maybe we'll, they haven't we'll seen talk about it in a minute. Before. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Susanna is quickly welcomed to the family and has a special eye on Tristan, who Brad Pitt, as we've mentioned, but meets her match, a 13-year-old Isabel II, whose life goal is to marry Tristan. In a 19- Wait, is that true? That's what she said. When they Remember when Susanna comes and she meets Isabel II? Isabel II like, says that? Yeah. She's like, oh, what do you think of Tristan? Susanna says that. Like, <laughs> and Isabel, uh-huh. too, is like, Tristan's great. I'm going to marry him. Yeah. Whoa, like, right I totally missed that. I totally missed that. Yeah. Wow. Right away. I completely missed um, that. So right what after that. What a creep. That, in, <laughs> in a 19th century act of commitment issues, uh, Samuel announces his intention to join the Canadian Expeditionary Force and aid Britain in the fight against Germany instead of marrying Susanna. Much of their, much to their father's displeasure, Alfred, uh, Aidan Quinn, also joins. And Tristan also joins, too. Um, and on his way out, Tristan swears to Susanna he will protect Samuel at all costs. In war, Alfred... So noble. Officer. Brad Pitt is so noble and He's sexy. So noble, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Le- yeah. Uh, Alfred leads a charge into no man's land. The attack results in heavy casualties. Uh, Alfred actually explodes but lives. Um, while visiting Alfred in the field <laughs> hospital, Tristan <laughs> learns that Samuel volunteered for a dangerous reconnaissance mission by pretending he was Tristan. So then Tristan rushes off to protect his brother, but arrives too late. Tristan holds Samuel. Oh, I miss that part until he too. Dies. What? That he does it pretending to be Tristan. Yeah, yeah, he did. It oh, I thought they just that he just volunteered, but okay. No, because he was also injured um, in that scene, and then he got out of the hospital pretending uh, he was true. I don't. Know. It was a whole thing. What? Um. Yeah. So Samuel dies, uh, and then Tristan cuts his in brother's the heart most out. fucking hilarious way it was but we'll sad. get to it it was sad Tristan what he's like stumbling out. around and then gets caught in the in the trench thing but he's like barely caught and he's like i can't move i can't move and it's so the pacing is so slow that you can see the guy the guy starts setting up and they're taking their goddamn time to set up this gun while he's just waiting to get shot it's crazy 
We might have to call in a World War One expert peppered. to do yeah, uh, crazy battle you on that. Um, so Tristan cuts out his brother's heart, sends it home to be buried at the ranch. Tristan then single-handedly raids the German lines and returns to camp with the scalps of German soldiers hanging around his neck, horrifying literally everybody. He is then discharged from the army but does not go home. Alfred returns to Montana and proposes to Susanna, but she declines. A true gentleman, these brothers are to each other. Your brother is dead, therefore I will now be taking care of you. Tristan returns home, where Susanna finds him weeping over Samuel's grave. She comforts him, and they become lovers. A jealous Alfred confronts Tristan before leaving. Like that. Like night one. Instantly, yeah, Uh they bone it out. Tristan... um, uh, Alfred confronts Tristan before leaving to make his name. Alfred's like, I'm going to become a man in Helena. Um, Tristan is plagued with guilt over Samuel's death and feels responsible for driving Alfred away. So he leaves Montana for several years. Susanna vows to wait for Tristan, but eventually receives a letter uh, from him telling her to marry someone else. Alfred. <laughs> and Tristan confronts... is like all over the world. Yeah, he's, he's all over the world. In Africa, he's naked. He's... Um, Alfred confronts Susanna and William finds them together, which leads uh, William the father for anyone that forgot by now, uh, because the movie did as well, which leads to a falling out between him and uh, Alfred. William later suffers a stroke. He does not speak for years and the ranch deteriorates. Susanna marries Alfred, now a congressman. Alfred's business and politics cause him to get involved with the O'Banion brothers, Irish bootleggers and gangsters. I completely miss that. That there were, Did like, you? brothers that were gangsters, yeah. The O'Banions. Yeah. Tristan returns during the Prohibition, bringing life back to the ranch and to his father. He falls in love with Isabel, too, and they marry and have children. Tristan becomes involved in a small-scale rum running, finding himself at odds with the O'Banion brothers. Isabel, too, is accidentally killed by a police officer working for the O'Banions in a fit of grief. Grief is one word for it, maybe rage. Tristan beats the officer nearly to death and is jailed. Susanna visits Tristan, still having feelings for him, but he refuses her advances. After his release, Tristan and Decker, this this random guy that worked uh, at the ranch as well, killed those responsible for Isabel's death. Not just a random guy, he's Isabel's dad. Banyan's brother. He was Isabel's dad? Yeah, oh, Isabel 2's dad. dad. Yeah, yeah Isabel 2's yeah. dad. Him and Pat. Got you. Which is Pet is a uh, was an interesting yeah, name interesting name for interesting name unable to live without tristan susanna commits suicide the remaining obanion brother along with the sheriff and another police officer come after tristan at the ranch william and alfred kill the attackers alfred reconciles with his father and brother the family realize that tristan will be blamed for the death deaths plural which prompts tristan to ask alfred to take care of his children one stabs narration explains that they buried the bodies and dumped the car in the Missouri River. He reflects that rather than dying young, as one stab expected, Tristan lived to watch his children and grandchildren grow. One stab observes that it was the people Tristan loved and wanted to protect most that died young. In 1963, Tristan, now an old man living in North Country, I think it's supposed to be 1863, uh, now an old man. No, living no, in North 1963. Country. 1963 yeah 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 you're right you're right you're right yeah investigates an animal carcass and is confronted by a grizzly bear he draws his knife and fights it 
As they struggle, one stab narrates, it was a good death. But we never see who dies. And that is ah. the end. It freeze frames on him fighting a bear. It does. They they were hugging. The bear gave him a big hug. Yeah. That was it. That was it. That was, that was And that's the movie. Wow. That was it the was, movie. Uh, yep. It's kind of boring. It was though, all right? over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it was all over the place. So there was a lot of voiceovers in this movie. In fact, the movie started with the voiceover and for our loyal listeners that have been with us for quite a long time from the twilight days you mentioned if there's one thing you hate in a movie it's a voiceover to start it off you you love a show don't tell how did you feel yeah this time around i initially i was like into it i was willing to accept it because in a period piece you know like we're probably going to move through time uh pretty quickly so i was willing to accept it at, at least in the beginning but then it's like it's like an epistolary voiceover, so like everybody gets a VO, um, yeah. except for some reason the uh, stab seems omnis- like he seems like an omniscient narrator, and everybody else is like epistolary, like they're writing letters to each other. They're like, "Dear Susanna, dear mother, dear father," you know. And then it got fucking. Old. That's when it got old for me. It was weird. I was cool about it in the beginning because it felt, like you said, of the time. Um, where it got weird is right after this scene, they mentioned that one stab doesn't know how to speak English, but he's narrating the entire movie. I found that. Really? Strange. I didn't notice that. Yeah. They're in the car when, when Samuel shows up and one stab is driving and the girl's like, oh, does he speak english and they're like one step hell no he hates speaking english and oh wow like, oh, whoa. but he's voice voing the entire movie um did you yeah. love that colonel uh ludlow was like woke before woke did you love his take i on did like government? that i love his take on that yeah that was one of my favorite things about ludlow yeah. uh, even even when um what's his name alfred becomes a congressman he's yeah. like fuck the government <laughs> yeah Which it's pretty was great after he had the stroke pretty sweet yeah that was good i yeah. i wanted to get your thoughts too of like this movie starts they're introducing everybody right off the bat they're sort of mm-hmm. giving us the characteristics of what these people will be like as they get older um because they're they clearly kind of... giving a lot of work to brad pitt's character specifically yeah which is like okay, he's clearly the driving force of this movie, but it comes and at the expense. Everyone loves him. Everybody loves him. Everybody fucking loves him, even though he's a complete maniac. Yeah. But it comes at the expense of like every other character not having enough characterization. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody else is pretty two dimensional, um, which is kind of sucks, you know. I was taken aback pretty quick when they're sort of introducing everyone and then they talk about the mom and they're describing the mom as like oh she didn't like the cold weather and she didn't like bears she was kind of a weird lady anyway so she just moved all the way back to the middle of the other side of the world she never existed again what was like i didn't understand what the point of introducing the mom was anyway at all at all at all yeah yeah 
Because she Anthony never comes Hopkins back. could have just like, written a diary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and the irony is letter. that I'm pretty sure the the Ludlow guy that Anthony Hopkins is playing actually existed. Like, this is like a fictional version of him. And that guy wrote a book. So I'm like, why wasn't this in... His book. Like, like his book. You could have said this was one of his books. And he's doing the narration. You know? It is seems like it's using... Oh, man. There's like this weird thing that they used to do in the early 90s. And they'd like fetishize Native American culture. And make it sound really, you know, like vague and mysterious. Uh, but it's just because white people don't understand it. <laughs> and it seems like they were kind of using stabs like his voice as a crutch and, mm. and i was just left being confused now i'm thinking out loud a little about like his character seemed to know things about everybody else all the other yeah. characters when they do vo are talking to each other basically and then he even he even closes out the movie as the narrator yeah. like he's probably dead already so why even choose him to be the narrator other than for that one reason which is gross <laughs> what's that reason that they're just like oh we're just gonna have the native american guy narrated because he sounds like he knows everything. he's wise he's um, wise yeah and speaking of like i mean it wasn't maybe not at this point fetishizing fetish fetishizing native american culture but the bear fight yeah, that was sick. Right off the bat. Yeah. That was that was sick. What did you think about it? Well, like at this point in the movie, I'm still pretty in on this, you know? Yeah, I'm it, like it's getting like three, adjusted it's like to five the... minutes in. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. You know, like I thought we were going to have a movie about like being frontiersmen. Me too. I thought this was going to be his introduction to becoming a warrior. Because in the VO, as it's going, one stab is talking about how Brad Pitt, um, who is Tristan in the movie, is really like all he wanted to do as a kid was to become a warrior. And a warrior's true life and true meaning is to die on the battlefield. And so when he was, and and he says that as well. So I was like, oh, wow. So he's just going to keep hunting stuff down. He's going to keep looking for trouble, which is why he went after the bear. And so I was like, man, this is going to be sick when he goes to war. Yeah, and he was like, it's when he goes to war, <laughs> he's like never worried about any of the war stuff. He's no. just like, he's like, he could just run in and just dispatch dudes, no problem. Like, all he was concerned about was his brother, in a sense, you know? Like, well, they clearly were giving his... everything to Brad Pitt in this movie. Oh, it seemed like he this was it. like, he, this is movie star Brad Pitt vehicle. Here he is. And we got that right pedestal. away when when the family comes in, you know what I mean? And like uh, uh, Samuel comes back with Susanna uh, and they're driving back in the car and they're talking and stuff. And then you get the the slow Brad oh, yeah. Pitt with the two horses and his long <laughs> hair flowing yeah. and he's just in slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> coming up and then she goes a beautiful man you must be tristan Uh uh-huh everybody's so excited to see tristan 
Yeah. Like, everybody like, in this movie is just constantly sucking Brad Pitt's yeah. dick. The big homie's <laughs> back. Tristan, what's up? We missed you. <laughs> I thought that was... It was interesting, like, right away, to your point. The entire movie is pretty much focused on on uh on brad pitt i also yeah. was wondering if you picked up on like right from when the family comes in town the dialogue in this movie is pretty horny like did it's you, so horny did you pick up on any of that like yeah. right right when uh <laughs> right uh first of all gary hallett welcome back from practical magic good to see you pal uh so glad that's you're here. right yeah um there was the line when uh, Susanna has the dog and it's just kind of a super awkward encounter where uh, Alfred's like oh you you like uh, weird dogs ha 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 and then she's <laughs> and then he's like you like exotic looking dogs and Mrs. Ludlow and uh, I was just like is this the weird joke about her like liking dudes like liking exotic guys like the I way don't know it was yeah was kind of weird and then uh, when when they're describing one stab to Susanna, there's like a whole thing of like, whoa, 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 whoa. And, then, and then he's just like, yeah, one stab is devoted to our father. Like, they're wow. devoted to each other. And I was like, hmm. Dude, I totally hmm. missed this. And then when Brad Pitt shows up on the horse and then one of the brothers just pours water all over him, sprays water, <laughs> is that kind of like foretelling of some weird weird sex stuff that's about to happen i don't know like there's there's a lot no this movie is definitely super horny yeah and the lady's name was pet again come on yeah come on yeah (laughs) and this is my pet the the dinner the next night was like uh dude even that, so that hug that they have, oh, where yeah. they almost kiss and Alfred sees it, is so, like, I thought they were just about to start fucking right then and there. Dude, it was so awkward. It was so slow and drawn yeah. out. And then, like, when she, before they, like, start doing uh, the, on each other, like, the dinner, when she, like, <laughs> walk, they're, they're, it's like the classic, the, I feel like the writer was, forgot that Susanna wasn't in the room yet and all the guys were in there and they were like, what should we talk about? The guy's just like, I don't know, war stuff. And so they're just <laughs> making up words and then she comes in and they're all just like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Dude, uh, uh, they all immediately fall in love with Susanna too. Everybody's so like horny. So horny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like at the dinner um uh where uh what's her name Susanna's like oh where's samuel and they're like oh samuel he he's in the other room father wants him all to himself and then <laughs> when father when when samuel's like talking to Susanna, anthony hopkins is like hey stop moaning over her get in here it was just yeah. <laughs> i don't know man it was super horny like these dudes definitely have never spent any time with a with a woman there was so much <laughs> No, so much sexual tension in that room. You could cut it with a dildo. It was exactly, and then and they're like they've spent. They're all grown men. They're all grown men, and Tristan has been has done nothing but do like like masculine shit his whole life. So you know he's just so horned up when he sees a lady. 
super horned up. So horned up. He's just ready to go. <laughs> and the movie wants you to know it. In every oh, scene, yeah, Brad dude. Pitt is they like, give it look to at us. this fucking guy. <laughs> he uses so much sexual... There's so much synergy, sexual energy in the room. It's like the piano <laughs> solo and the VO of like uh, the dad riding back to, to Isabel. She's in top. She's intoxicating. Uh huh. <laughs> Having my sons under one roof is, is so much deep satisfaction. I mean, Brad Pitt so even deep. talks to Samuel about sex, doesn't he? He's like, so like, yeah, he basically, does. like, he's like, you're a fucking virgin, aren't you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, you telling me you haven't hit that? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And then Samuel's yeah. like very pure and innocent about it. He's like, no, like. I want to wait till marriage because till marriage, want, you know, I don't want it to go out of control or get get hurt, get the wrong idea, whatever. And, and then Tristan's like, "Oh, boo, boo, shit! If you're not gonna hit that, I'ma hit that." I know. And then like Susanna's riding a horse, and he, Tristan's totally like, "Yo, <laughs> your fiance, she could totally ride a horse." <laughs> Am I right? Uh, <laughs> and handle a gun, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Bone City. Horse <laughs> Samuel. Yeah. Just is like, yeah, how about she saves a horse horse and rides a cowboy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying. <laughs> and then like the next scene after that where he calls out his brother for being a virgin and he's like, Oh, stop. And uh and then Tristan is just like taming the horse. Dude. That was yeah. the most sexual innuendo of anything. Because he's totally going to tame. The movie is so Susanna. fucking horny up until this point, And then it just turns into a war movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then they all go to war. And uh, it's I, I didn't feel like this was shot very well. Okay, wait. I have one question because this this came up really quick. It seemed super out of place. It was right before the the war scene where they're like, "Go war!" Um, the sheriff shows up to the ranch, and he has a wanted poster, and he asks, "Have you seen this man?" Oh, and everyone's yeah. just like, "Nah, we nah. haven't." And then he disappears, and then that was it. Did that? What was that? I I feel like that was to show us that um, Anthony Hopkins does not fuck does not fuck with the law. Okay, he doesn't like the police. Yeah, but that guy that guy didn't live on the farm or anything, right? No, yeah, I think it was just a random guy, and it was just to show us that that they're just like, yeah, we don't fucking <laughs> we don't fuck with the government. Yeah, because okay. that's a running that through line weird. for. For his character, like for that's character, pretty much the only it, like, thing that he is. Strange. Is it just he's like old to interrupt the movie. I don't know. I I I, I put that as like character. I'll put that in the character development right. box. Because when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa, we might get something pretty crazy here." There's a wanted <laughs> murderer on the loose. In a ranch, like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah, where's this going? But it's not. Yeah. Um, right, anyway, so to war. Yeah, that was bizarre, though. Yeah, and then they all go to war. They have like that really uh, awkward dinner, and they go to war. 
Yeah, it was super weird. What was up with that soccer ball thing that they did in the beginning of the war scene? (laughs) What what was that? I have no idea. They're like, now, mate. (laughs) And he, like, climbs up there and he just kicks the ball. Yeah. Does that mean go? Also, it was super weird for me that, like, Samuel had the commitment issues to just be like yeah i don't want to marry you yet so i'm gonna go to war but i'm just gonna leave you with my dad dad is that cool you and my dad at the ranch at the see when i get back like i might die but it's cool you can chill at the ranch with my dad forever we're not married or anything but i know i didn't run this by you uh uh-huh but this is what's happening Mm-hmm. My dad. So, Dad, dude, this dad. is. <laughs> it's because when he showed up from Harvard, he was like, "Dad, this is my girlfriend Susanna. She's gonna be living here now." <laughs> she's in between. She's gonna be our right roommate now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Susanna, this is my roommate slash brother Tristan, and this is my roommate slash brother Alfred. Yeah, Alfred kind of right, sucks. My- He's the oldest one. <laughs> totally blows here's my other roommate slash dad colonel william ludlow <laughs> Alfred does, you yeah. can call him dad <laughs> <laughs> which and she then, does she calls him pop or something does she <laughs> yeah oh please call me pop they should have they how hilarious would the movie have been if william also falls in love with Susanna? <laughs> I, I honestly thought that that was gonna. I honestly thought that was gonna happen. <laughs> Why did Because the that way happen? he wrote about this woman, and then he was looking at her early on. It was just I was like, yeah. man, here we go. This is all happening. <laughs> and then she's left there uh, by herself with this man. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. Here's my other roommate. He doesn't speak English. His name is One Stab. And then yeah, this is the other call him One Stab. That's Decker. That's Pat. Isabel that's Isabel too. Like the number two. No, like that's Isabel too. Yeah. They know, like the number two. Because Isabel one was my mom. She left. Yeah, she totally sucks. <laughs> she fucking sucks. Sure. Yeah. She sucks. We don't talk about her. Tristan doesn't talk about her anymore. Yeah. By the way, Tristan once fucking fought a bear. It was crazy, dude. I don't know if I've talked about Tristan enough yet, but he's super cool. Like we he's really so cool. like him. And then and then afterwards he's like he's on the battlefield and he's writing letters back to Susanna and he's like, yo, Susanna! Uh Tristan's really taking care of me. Tristan's really got my back, but like, man, I kind of feel like, kind of wish you let me be off on my own a little bit, you know? I'm a grown man. All right, peace. <laughs> Tristan literally just saved my life in war, but he's so clingy. Yo, Susanna, you're so clean and hot, dude. You're really the only thing keeping me going. <laughs> also, that I really was, wish yeah, we'd bone before I left. All right, I see you later. <laughs> The, his little line there, I close my eyes and fix my thoughts on you. That's such a fancy way yeah. to be like, yo, I'm cranking them out to you, net girl. Oh, Every and he does say, night. he does say, I think, after. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
for sure. He's like, Susanna, sometimes I huddle a little bit and just kind of rub it and think about you a little bit. <laughs> I try not to let the or other guys notice. Or but... stuck in the trench laying on our oh. stomachs. I just lean back and forth in the mud. <laughs> <Yeah. nuts. laughs> the, yeah. the warm, wet mud. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, anyway, Santa, <laughs> Tristan will take his eyes off me. All right, see you later. Yeah. Bye. And then immediately he leaves Tristan and immediately dies. Yes, because he pretended to be a super cool guy. Okay, so this scene yeah, that you alluded to <laughs> earlier where Samuel dies. He somehow, Tristan knows to pick up a gas mask, but no one else does. I thought the and, same thing. I was like, okay, so Tristan's a genius and nobody so else Tristan is thinking. Tristan murders a dude with a gas mask, takes a gas mask and starts. He's sort of wearing it, but not really. He's like kind of putting it, it on, but like taking it off. Yeah, because he's 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 a pro, dude. He is no exactly, he knows exactly what he's doing. He yeah, never yeah. at one point like feels like he's he isn't in control of a situation. No, yeah, but and then Samuel, I guess his eyes start burning or whatever, so he start he can't see anymore, and then somehow no, like something hits wandering him. And, Doesn't something hit him? That was earlier. Oh, that was when you mean yeah, Tristan while he's wandering in the in, yeah, the in the and then he hits into the barbed wire fence and gets stuck, and then he's just sort of like <laughs> he's just kind of flailing. He's kind of like swimming, in and the he's like Tristan, Tristan, help. How many Tristan? And Tristan is like he's jumping off he's jumping onto horses, he's taking out riders, he's stabbing people, he's he's unstoppable. And he gets to uh uh what's his name? Samuel. Just as these guys are taking their merry time putting together like (laughs) a Tommy gun. They're just like, this one goes here, click, click, click. And Tristan, I mean, Samuel is just stuck directly in front of it. Yeah. Finally, they just start, they just pepper his ass. Yeah. They it's literally, horrible. Could, because Samuel could not see, and they're 10 feet away when they shoot him. Okay, I guess I didn't realize he couldn't see. And stabbed him. Oh, you thought he could see? Yeah, and was just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> Into the, he just kind of slowly fell into the. <laughs> what is that called? Why can't I think of the name? Barbed wire. The barbed wire. Thank you. I think he literally says, "I can't see." Oh, and that was the only reason I knew he couldn't. See. Oh, oh, I, I, I meant to mention this earlier. Like, when we get to the war scene, I start, I started getting up and doing stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's where I was. How are you not just like glued to the to the TV? (laughs) Yo, and so then when he took his heart out, I was like, "Yo, I didn't know that's what he was doing." So until I I thought it, me neither. I thought at first I was like, "Okay, well maybe somehow Samuel's not all the way dead." Maybe I thought it was a mercy kill. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, same. Yeah, because he's picking him up. You can't take him very far. He's like coughing up blood. I thought he was sure. like, okay, mercy kill. I yeah. didn't realize Wonderful. he took the fucking heart out and mailed it to his dad. <laughs> dad, here's Samuel's heart. If I die in at war, I hope somebody will do that to me. <laughs> Just take your heart out? <laughs> yeah. 
Mail it to my mom. Ugh. That'd be so Oof. gross. Actually, that's horrible. That's so traumatic. Don't do that. She doesn't deserve yeah. that. That was that when that happened, I was like, whoa. This movie's pretty nuts right now. <laughs> yeah. And then they come back for more. Well, no. Then Tristan goes on his little uh, revenge. He take he dispatches Tristan, like a whole band of German people. Yeah, he takes German out soldiers. all the Germans, takes their scalps, and then the goes back to like American home base, and they're like, "Uh, you can't do that." And... Yeah, he's just wearing their scalps on <laughs> like as a necklace. <laughs> yeah. I know we're in war, but that's. Bad man, you should go. Maybe you, you should, should go leave. home. Yeah, yeah, you should probably go. Home. Yeah. So they they send his ass home, and then there's this mini VO, and this, it it kind of reminded me of a like a teaser trailer for a movie because it drops this line, and this is when I thought, oh wow, the movie's about to get really good. Maybe there's murder happening. Something's gonna happen because there's a line where one stab says uh, regarding Susanna. How could she know what was what? Uh, how could she know what was to come? And when he said that, huh. I was like, "Well, why did he say that? Because <laughs> does that mean something crazy is about to happen?" Turns out, no. <laughs> right after nope. that, instead, Alfred confesses his love to Susanna. On yeah, the grave Alfred. of his brother's heart. <laughs> of her Standing. dead husband. <laughs> and he's All like, right. I wanted to do this out of respect for my brother. That guy right there. <laughs> Points to the ground. But like, dude, I've always kind of had a thing for you, Suze. <laughs> Are we feeling Suze? Is it cool? Can I call you Suze? Can I call you oh, Suze, baby? God. Is that cool? All right, I'll call you Suze. She's like, uh, like this, magic right this is crazy. This, this is, is like, oh, this is a lot. You feel this is electric. I, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he goes, I, I loved you since the moment I laid eyes on you. It's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, I, I thought you were so hot when you walked in. Shit. Yeah. You feel, you feel, you're feeling this, dude, right? Yeah, you're feeling this, dude, right? No, I swear, Samuel's totally cool with it. Like, right before he died, he told me, he was like, please marry my wife. She, yeah, please. He's totally cool. <laughs> Samuel's be cool with it. I talked to him right before he died. I promise. I sent him a letter. No, wait. Oh, I was there. <laughs> it was so, it was literally out of nowhere. I said that when it was, when I was watching it, I, I out loud, I said, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like super aggressive. He's super aggro about it. He's like, "You're not making." Yeah. Then this he's easy being a little bitch me. about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, there, is there? Tristan that up you and he's love even me? more pissed. Yeah. True. Tristan showed up right after that, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Tristan's home." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Dad, get your boy, <laughs> bro." <laughs> he does say that. <laughs> This is Tristan literally ripping scalps off people, and little kids are like, Tristan. People are like, they're so excited to see him. Everybody's like, holy 
shit, Tristan is home? I can't believe this. There he is. And he's got like, you know, again, Brad Pitt, hair flowing in the wind, coming in slowly on a horse. I know, man. He's coming in slow, and then like Susanna's watching from the window. And as the and she's like member, biting her, she's like, oh yeah. my god, she's like biting her fingers or something. She's like, holy yeah, she's shit. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Why is he so and Alfred's hot? like, <laughs> yeah. And then Alfred sees him and he's like, fuck. Damn it. God damn it. And then he fuck. starts crying over the grave. I knew that was a lock when that happened. That was such a lock when he starts crying over the grave. Yeah. Sensitive, tough guy. Mm-hmm. That was it. Then we get the like naked uh, love. Yeah, because they montage. just bone right after. Yeah, that. what did you think about that? It was like such a. I guess I don't know. It made me think like, wow, sex in the nineties. They really right? like. They tried to show as much as they could without just showing anything. <laughs> and it so was it's just it, like naked bodies. It's just mm-hmm. they're like le- the, Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I I really enjoyed the like fade transition from shot to shot. I think that's a must in the nineties. Yeah, it's it just sort of like you're fading in and out. Yeah, it like, fades in and out of it. Yeah, you don't really know what's going on. Also, the think? soundtrack is doing a lot of work in this yes. movie at this point too. It's like the driving movie. the emotion of the movie pretty much because the movie is basically just. A fuck ton of vignettes, <laughs> yeah. just one after the other, and the you really spend a lot of time with these characters, which is wild because you're spending a lot of time with with at least Brad Pitt. Yeah, a lot with Brad Pitt. Do you think Brad Pitt got yeah. to choose what kind of music he got to do the deed? You know, that's a good question. Do you do you think Brad Pitt knew going into this that like it was all gonna be about like? Just ha- having a huge boner for him, everybody just like creaming over Brad Pitt, like because it seems like Brad Pitt stands. It's a Brad Pitt move. Like this was a movie for Brad Pitt, almost right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to know, right? Also, don't they tell you? Get like, this, bro. You're gonna, you're be... gonna be the hottest thing in this historical <laughs> Western drama. You are gonna be. So hot in this historical Western drama set in the early 1900s, dude. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be huge for your wait, career, Brad. Wait, what? You you can't grow a mustache? Oh no problem. We'll glue one onto your face. It's all good. We got one. Don't worry. We about got it. one. It'll be fine. Yeah, don't worry about we'll that. We'll get the yeah, best yeah. people on it. Can you grow your hair though? Yeah. We want to see your hair as long as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. And can you actually? I know everyone else has all of the buttons on their shirt buttoned up, but if you could. Maybe have like the top three, maybe four unbuttoned all the time. That would be really cool. We'd appreciate that. Also, sex scene. Let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> you're going to be having sex, Brad. Uh, you're going to be fully naked for the scene. So I just want, and that's only for pure all right. of the staff. I'm ready. Uh, I'm prepared for okay, this. Okay, cool. And you're not actually going to have any sex on the sex scene. Oh. You're just going to be like laying on top of. The actress who's, who's playing. Oh, oh, okay. So just laying. kind of gentle gyrating. No, you want some not gentle even. gyration. Okay. No, not even. You're just going to be laying and then sitting in different positions, and we're just going to fade 
in and oh, out okay. what those are. You're just yeah. going to do one of those dollies, just kind of move over me. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah, see yeah. a little bit of my ass. Side ass? Yeah, side. Uh, maybe a little Side ass? Cheek. Okay. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm willing to do a little bit of side ass for you guys. I think this is going to work out. Where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then we're going to get Anthony Hopkins to play your dad. <laughs> yeah, not important. I'm in. All the other people, though, eh. <laughs> Is it also, like, for a sex scene the next morning, is it a must that in the next morning the guy is drinking a cup of coffee, like, standing, either, like, I'm surprised he window. wasn't smoking a cigarette, dude. Yeah, or standing outside. He doesn't smoke cigarettes. Are you kidding me? That kind of stuff. Yeah, his body is a temple. Yeah. Well, he does drink a lot. They reference that. But that's about it. Ooh. Yeah, so he's that. just kind of like, he's so nonchalant about war that he was like having a having some wine while everybody around him is dying. Yeah. Well, he's hey. just like, hey, here, you want some vino? <laughs> some vino? Hey, he worked better when he was loose a little bit, you know? more flexible yeah. and whatnot so should we just so kind of Ra- like run through the rest of this? Yeah, yeah yeah i think so the one thing uh there was this well i loved when alfred went to uh helena and he called it uh, a city turned modern overnight first thing overnight. with all the energy and vitality of our times i feel alive here what Man. a poet that I sounds like something so. i would tweet and then he becomes <laughs> businessman entrepreneur man Mommy's congressman boy. and sex man and congressman <laughs> and that well yeah but mostly sex man because he gets uh, Susanna at this point and then finally you know, to your point because your oh point, only because Tristan sends her a letter that says marry somebody else because he is on a world a globe trotting journey at this point just hunting every animal he can apparently pirating yeah looting he's yeah, all over the place. He goes to Crete or something. <laughs> he just goes everywhere uh, and just completely bails on Susanna. Yeah. Well, he's finding Dear himself. Susanna. You know, he's taking the time to find himself. Oh, no, this is the part of, yeah, he's leaving Susanna on red. Because they, she writes him a letter and she's like, I don't even know where to mail this. I'm doing this for yeah. myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, okay. I feel like we didn't need to. You didn't need to justify that for us, but weird. It was weird. So was the uh, the natural hot tub sex scene. That was also weird. And you know what the craziest part of all this? We're only halfway through the movie at this point. Yeah, isn't yeah. that wild? We're it's not gonna, crazy. We're not gonna go as in depth because the second half of this movie kind of sucks. But at this point, halfway <laughs> through the movie, yeah. How are you feeling? What, I'm like, what's out your of temp it. Check here. I'm You're out, out of it. I'm pretty much like up and about, kind of watching it at this point. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like trying to stay in. Are you? How are you feeling? I, I'm kind of like, I'm not out. I have a lot of questions, but I kind of just like curious as to what the hell. Where is this gonna go? Like, what is happening here? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not out. I'm I'm kind of like you know one one foot in. I'll one tell you what pulled me back in. Feeling the temperature? What pulled you back in? 
when he comes back and Isabel too is a grown ass woman and then mm. they get married. That was wild. I was like, how much time has passed? Because no one's aged other than Isabel too and, and William. Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Anthony Hopkins at this point had a stroke and he can't talk and all he can do is write on a little chalkboard and say fuck mm. the government. Yeah. And then at the same time, which would be one of super... my phrases, if I could choose like five phrases that only five phrases that I could say in my youth, I would keep that as one for sure. Fuck the government. Love that. Love that. And then at the same time, he's everyone's super supportive of Tristan when he comes back from his like ridiculous tour. He must have been gone for like face. 10 years or something. They said six. Six years? Yeah. That was it. <laughs> I thought he was gone forever. Nah, dude, six years. And so he comes back, and his dad's probably super supportive of him doing the the rum smuggling, the rum running. Uh, and then he runs yes, into the mob. Yes. And then eventually, this is kind of where everything goes downhill really fast. Where down Isabel again, two yeah. dies, uh, Susanna kills herself. Not sure why. That came out of not sure why she cut her hair first and then killed herself. Yeah. That was weird. In that scene, I thought they were going to, like, she was going to cut her hair at the same time that, like, the other guy got shot. Because there were, like, three things going on at that point, And it was getting mm-hmm. climactic. And I'm like, it'd be really weird if her climax is just cutting her hair. But no, she ended up killing herself, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you know, Tristan's about to get killed by these O'Banion brothers. And then Alfred, you know family over business the family yeah. is the business it's the family business yeah saves business his brother his family ends the day and then tristan's like yo f this again i'm gonna leave and then he and a bear embrace and that's it <laughs> that's the story as brothers uh as what brothers. did you think about the uh anthony hopkins is about to get shot and Brad Pitt, like, literally, he's no. like, no! <laughs> no! Like, slow-mo, but doesn't even throw himself. He just kind of, like, stepped over yeah. before Tristan shot the other guy. <laughs> how, how great was that? I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious <laughs> because if I was Anthony Hopkins, like, if I was that character, if I was that dad, I'd be like, yo, what are you doing, guy? Like... I've had a stroke. I am <laughs> dying. You are a yeah. young man with your life ahead of you. Why? What? But he's just noble. That's why. He's he's he loves his daddy. They love yeah, he loves other. his daddy. Loves his daddy. Daddy's boy. Montana looks beautiful though, doesn't it? Dude, the I, the one thing I was going to say as a pro of this movie, I thought the sets were all really pretty. I thought the costumes were well done, other mm-hmm. than the mustaches. Um, you know, you could tell the attention to detail was yeah. definitely in the beauty shot. I thought Brad Pitt's performance was pretty good too, and so was Anthony Acting Hopkins. Well. Yeah, it was all pretty well. Like they they were all pretty good. I would just yeah. say like the melodrama of it all for me was kind of uh, where it lost its appeal. You know. Um, hmm. but let, I think it's, I think it's time to hear what the critics think of this movie. Yeah. Let's hit in the critics and audience. All right. Let's go to the reviews. 
All right. <laughs> Critics and audience reviews. How about Let's get it? Get to it. Yeah. So this movie got a 57% uh, from critics and 87% from the audience, which is pretty nuts, to be honest. Uh, so let's see what the critics had to say about this movie. This first one comes. I mean, wait, how do you friends. feel about that, John, about that discrepancy real quick? That's pretty big. I, I, it's big. It's 30 uh, for those that couldn't do the quick math. Oh, math guy. Big. Quick maths. Big math guy. <laughs> I'm a mathlete. Uh, I honestly was surprised, and after watching this movie, I'm even more surprised that it wasn't flipped. I thought oh, the critics really? would love a movie like this, and the audience uh. would find it really boring and slow and confusing and stupid. Yeah, the aggregate critic score is surprisingly low, I will say. After having because I feel it, like but... critics usually love Shakespearean type works of art. And that's yeah. what this kind of is. So let's see what they have to say. You know, we don't have to speculate. We can just read them. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's so get first into one it. from our friends at the Seattle Times. The actors fit their roles exceptionally well, but Zwick rarely allows them the kinds of crucial, intimate moments that establish how the characters feel about each other. Two out of four. Oh, interesting. Like bang on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The most we ever see is Brad Pitt like wailing. Yeah. <laughs> and That's yeah, right. their their jealousy. You see their jealousy, but you don't see their love or affection really. It's told to us. Even anger. Like you rarely mm -hmm. see him get mad. He just is so kind of calm and composed even when he's ripping the scalps off of people. Yeah. It was it was pretty interesting. What's the other thing? One. Brad Pitt's character is never in any real danger. Like, we know he's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, because he's so hot. This yeah. next one, Time Out, <laughs> uh, is the publication. The entire film plays like a commercial for Brad Pitt. You can imagine half the audience wondering, where can I get one of those? <laughs> kind of was. They did a good yeah. job making them look good. They did. It's basically a whole, like... Yeah, it was Brad Pitt. I could see Pitt it. Palooza. Brad Pitt on a horse action figure. Brad Pitt holding up the one claw of the bear he just ripped out. Figure, bear and Brad Pitt hugging action figure. Oh, I think they meant like, where can I get a Brad Pitt for myself, not like a uh, toy, you know? Well, that too. Yeah. Uh, this next one from your boy, <laughs> uh, Review King. Rest in Paradise, Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times. This is the kind of big, robust Western love story that just begs to be filmed. Which, come to think of it, it has been. Oh. Three out of four. Wow. So he wasn't he wasn't out on it. He kind of gave it something kind of nice there, yeah. He kind of liked it. And this last one from the critics, The Austin Chronicle. What we need to be epic often seems pe petty and small. Perhaps... It was in compensation for this narrative inadequacy that the musical score grew to be sweepingly grand and intrusively ever-present. Two and a half oh, wow. out of five. How about that, huh? Interesting, yeah. That's they didn't like really the like most the critic I mean, the score did carry, carry the weight. You know, but uh, I will agree that the epic stuff does seem small. Those war scenes in particular, John, they were not good. 
No. They were not good. They weren't. And there was one shot where you could tell there were like hundreds of extras running, uh, running, but they're not even really running. They're like basic. They're like walking out of the trenches. I don't know. It just <laughs> never feels truly epic. Yeah. It must have been except really for lame in those Montana set. landscapes. That's when this movie excels. You know. I agree. I agree. Uh, overall, the critics pretty much pan this movie for the soap opera feel and not enough development of the characters. The critics did mention the beauty a couple of times of the scenery and appreciated the actors working well with what they were given as sort of a backhanded compliment mm-hmm. to the acting, which <laughs> I agree with. I mean, they were I good. Agree. Now, as we mentioned, 57% critics, 87% audience. If you had to guess, what do you think the audience, like, why do you think they rated it so high? If you had to guess. So they're going to love um, Brad Pitt, That's obviously. It. I bet the love story, people are going to like the love story for some reason. Uh, just because people love a love story. Uh, and then I think they're going to probably think that it's like pretty solid cinematography. That it looks good. Okay, well, let's because see. Because of those Montana Kirby landscapes, here. baby. Our friend Kirby here. Great cinematography. The plot is okay until about halfway through when it gets a lot better. Four stars. <laughs> I thought it was going to end differently. When it gets a lot worse is how I would have written it. <laughs> I agree. I thought the plot was fine until about halfway, and then it just like didn't know how it wanted to end this movie. Melissa yeah. W., four stars. Unexpectedly gruesome. I didn't like it. Beautiful scenery, though. Slow, thoughtful, and enjoyable if you don't mind seeing blood all over the place. What? What? Bl- Is there a lot of blood in this movie? In the war scene, there was quite a bit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then he ripped Unexpectedly his heart gruesome. Beautiful scenery. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Okay. Wait, but this then they gave one. it four stars? Yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) This next one. Really good movie. Beautiful cinematography, and I definitely have a leaning towards period pieces. Brad Pitt has clearly become a better actor than he was when this movie was made. In a way, it reminded me of when he played Achilles in Troy, mostly because of his flowing blonde hair and shots of him laying naked next to ladies. <laughs> you never see enough Brad Pitt's but to story the the story was a bit depressing but good for a western drama romance. Four and a half stars. I agree. Okay. You can never see enough yeah, Brad they, they, Pitt but you can never see enough Brad Pitt but I feel like we've um, kind of gotten away from that in movies lately. Like when was the last time you've seen Brad Pitt's butt? Brad Pitt's old now. I mean, we did that last uh, that movie he did, Bullet Train. You know, yeah. And there was no Brad Pitt butt in that. Instead, they had like bad? Deadpool. No, I bet his butt looks fine. I bet he's doing yeah. good for himself. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of probably. I bet his he, dumper is in, like, just fine, and he's like almost fifty years old. You know, if if we threw him in some latex, I bet he'd have a nice dumper. John, sure. have you ever seen your dumper? Have I seen my dumper? I mean, I, you know. <laughs> You know, like, have you ever, like, had one of those mirrors where you could, like, perfectly see the in the other mirror behind you your dumper? Yeah, I mean, usually, so, like, 
you know what they say like you're supposed to get a colonoscopy when you're what in your 40s 40s but i'm i'm somewhat of a like a preventative guy and i like to make sure that i'm staying up to date on my health trends so usually what i do if if it's not every day it's every other day um i get in front of the mirror and then i just kind of like you know like an uh, offensive lineman uh just get down there (laughs) and just really like lean over on one hand and really just you gotta peer back take a good look use the other yeah use the other hand to move some stuff around it looks fine to me I don't really know what I'm looking for, but I do it. But you like what you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like what I see, yeah. That's good. That's what I was concerned mm-hmm. about was your health when I asked you that question. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's hard to see around the hair, but I, I, I make it happen. Just comb it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bidet's been really helpful. And, and <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Do we have one more review? Have you ever used a bidet and then like you're, it's like shooting up your butt. Well, you've used a bidet, right? So you know it. Yeah, I have one. I have one. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you, if you don't like squeeze your butt, (laughs) sometimes the water shoots into your butt and then right up your ass. Yeah. I've noticed lately, like if I forget to squeeze my butt and it goes into my butt, I then have to go to the bathroom again pretty recently and then it's just all the water coming back out i thought that was fascinating <laughs> that's also when i close my mouth i have to keep my mouth closed just happens. otherwise it just water. shoots right out yeah <laughs> oh my god so like does so, do you ever not notice it happening and just completely like wet your pants uh going to the bathroom no, I mean like when the water comes back out of your asshole. Oh no! Like does it ever just kind of like it. leak out? Oh okay. No, 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 no. You feel it. That's good. That's it. good. Yeah, that's good. For now, for now, until you know. <laughs> you should figure that out. Why don't you just try to empty it again while you're still there? My bowels? I guess. I could, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like if I. Why can't my you just give it like a solid like... grunt? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly like that, yeah. Or if I, or if I like just aim everything out, you know. Yeah. Or if I turned around and took the bidet in the other way, maybe it would just like push it out. I don't know. I'll have to try that out. I'll let you guys know if you uh, yeah. subscribe to our. No, Patreon. it's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to let us so, know how that goes. So Gordon <laughs> uh, says reasons to not see this movie. You will be called a pathetic romantic if you like it. And you will most probably like it. Four and a half huh. stars. How beautiful. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So it doesn't about- seem like Susanna-, Susanna had too much of a say in anything. I was like, does she not have family? Does she not have anybody else other than these brothers? You know? Uh, William. Her roommate. Uh, yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, her longtime roommate. I don't know. I would have liked to see a little bit more of Susanna and knowing who the hell she was. She was toxic. That's what she was. And so was Tristan. But no, it's not her fault. All those guys just objectified her as soon as they walked in because they'd never seen a man, a woman before. She was very upset. So they all fell in, in love. In an unhealthy way. Yeah, that's just love. Maybe yeah. that's just love, John. You're right. 
what would I know? The audience yeah. loved the drama. Some even calling the familial issues relatable and something Hollywood never showcases. There was a ton of Brad Pitt love, obviously, and more love for his butt. Um, and blind five-star votes that just put him, you know, like, oh, Brad Pitt, five stars. The, uh, you know what they say, pity's always coming strong. Um, <laughs> the audience uh, really enjoyed the story, tale of love through and through, blah, 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 blah. And also, surprisingly, the audience really liked the war scene. Which war scene? The when one Samuel in the middle dies? of the movie. The whole thing. They love oh, the, the whole the whole thing. Okay, the sequel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the All whole right. the whole shebang. Shebang. So, Speaking of bangs, let's get into the real, real rating, baby. Real rating. All right. All right. I'll, I'll st- I can start it off this time. Start with the the real ranking as a reminder. 57% critic, real. 87% ranking. audience. And uh, when we go about the real ranking, we rank it 0 to 100. 100 being the best movie we've ever seen. 0 being a movie that probably has never uh, made it to theaters but was made. So we'll never know. So, Batgirl. With that, yes, like Batgirl on HBO Max. Good luck finding it. With that, zero out of a hundred, The Legends of the Fall. What are you giving it? All right, so I'm gonna give it sixty-five out of a hundred. Wow, wow. Yeah, meet him in the middle. I'm meeting the critics and the audience in the middle here for this one. Sort of. Pretty much. A little Not bit. Quite. Kind of. Almost. <laughs> I don't know. Overall, I thought this movie was fine. I think that the strongest elements of this film are in its performances by Hopkins and Brad Pitt specifically, and that uh, the strongest points were like the the cinematography shot in Montana. You know, like those big sweeping landscapes mixed with the soundtrack in those moments do make us feel like the epicness of the movie. But the melodrama of like the narrative and the characterizations of most of its protagonists definitely leaves us wanting a little bit more. I think it's because like so much of the exposition is done through that epistolary narration, just like all these letters, you know, it's telling us all of this stuff instead of showing us how these characters feel about it. And at the same time, it's like montaging Brad Pitt doing all this crazy shit you know, and as a result, it just doesn't really hit us. I think that the movie, you know, it was like ambitious, but it was boring. It felt sluggish in the second half, and it loses that initial like grandeur because of the dumb romance stuff. That is ultimately like the ending of all of this romantic tension is unsatisfying too. Mm. You know, mm. Susanna just dies. She just kills yeah. herself. Yeah. And and Brad Pitt just like just runs into the just gallops away into the sunset, being like, Take care of my kids. It's tough. My I orphan mean, it's, kids. Uh, 
that's that's a great review i love it i love the 65 out of 100 i'm going with a 62 out of 100 so right in the same right in the same area for pretty much the same reasons it was beautiful to look at uh mostly the mountains and that was about it the acting was great uh, <laughs> that was about it the acting was great and i think it just kind of left me uh, as some of these movies do with with more questions than answers and um it was also a shakespearean experience a pretty by the book shakespearean experience you know everyone a shakespearean a shakespearean yes i like that um everyone sort of dies at the end there's a lot of love and and revenge and backstabbing and uh you know is there i wanted to watch that backstabbing i mean marrying your dead brother's fiance could possibly be seen as that so could uh trying to arrest your brother for trying to make some side dough that's that's true that is true. So, See, I almost forgot about that whole other side of the movie when it becomes a gangster drama. Mm-hmm. 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 So I think, you know, I gave it a 62. Uh, there are a lot of ways that I would have liked to see this movie go, um, and they never really made it there. And I think one of the biggest mistakes this movie did is ending it by Tristan being uh embracing with a bear and for the audience to sort of make their own decision as to who died i think this movie could have ended right after they killed the sheriff and the obanion brothers when uh the dad says or one of them says it's not going to take a genius to know they're going to come after us boom fade to black yeah you've got two more movies right there (laughs) this family Versus the O'Banion Irish mob. I mean, like, and you could probably go. do something like that with this movie. And, like, in the next one, it's about, you know, Tristan's kids growing Absolutely. up. And they go to World War Two. Absolutely. <laughs> and so maybe think... they fell in love with, uh, maybe it's triplets. You know, maybe they're going to switch the formula. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, 62, I because I think what ends up happening in this movie is similar to uh, Suzanne's sort of tunnel vision over Tristan and Tristan's tunnel vision for literally anything except her. Um, The movie just gets too obsessed with the love story and kind of forgets about the other elements, including the characters that kind of have to come together in order to make this love story happen. Um, And I think the biggest thing and the, the, the number one reason I'm giving this movie a 62 is because it neither included legends nor fall. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that about? Thank you. Walking. It's good. <laughs> please. Shh, please. All right, all right. Let's quiet. <laughs> What did you guys think of Legends of the Fall? Let us know on our socials at EARC Pod and be sure to catch all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll see what we're talking about next time. Do we want to keep this fall oh, theme going? No. Or we do we want to stop worrying, darling? <laughs> oh, what a tease. What a tease. I think, I think that might be 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Keep tuned in. <laughs> yeah. Tune in. Thanks. Thanks to all you guys that listen and reach out on the socials. Uh, follow me on my socials at Hoser Loser. It's at John B. Wolf over there. Today, I, I, what do you think? What do you think, John? Where do we side with this one? Critics. You're the math guy. Probably closer to the. My my calculations, I've got a uh, <laughs> critics allied. I would say critics side. Sounds like we side. I don't know with the why. I, because I don't know why that was my voice for being good at math. Could have been anything. Sorry about that. Could have been anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, today we sided with the critics, but remember that at the end of the day, everyone's a real everyone's critic. A real critic. Let <laughs> me <laughs>